Hello. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Glad you can make it. Yeah. I haven't had one of these in a while. We haven't had a retrocast in, oh, I'd say two or three years. It seems that long. <laughs> it has been a long time. I I wasn't able to make the last one, which was quite a, uh, at least a month ago, if not more. Yeah, I think it was over a month. Yeah, because you, you've been busy. Yeah. And then I know that, you know, you, you, you have your, either you go to, you went to Heroes or you had a vacation or a trip or something. And then yeah. you have to come back and cover current stuff with Bill. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit. But you're busy too, because you got kids and activities. <sighs> There's always something we could be doing on the weekend, you know? Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to definitely. Um, you got a pass today. Yeah, I, yeah. I want. I mean, it's been a while, so I wanted to to get together with you and and uh, Stacy went out with her cousin to a farmer's market, and the kids are entertaining themselves on the PlayStation. So, oh. yeah, good deal. So that works out. Mm-hmm. Right. How have you been? I've been. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, I can't complain. Well, that's good. You can, yeah. but you're not going to. I'm not going to. There's no point. There's no point. Looks how, like how your kids you are doing good in karate. Yeah, they, they, you know what? Zach wanted, Zach wanted to bow out. Yeah, he, he got tired of it. He got tired of it. He started getting it, uh, excited about lacrosse. He wanted to do lacrosse. Now there's no uh, he, he, there's some seminars this this summer so he did one that's a week long yeah and there's another one coming up in the evenings that's like I don't remember if it's once a week or twice a week for like three or four weeks uh-huh. in August which is fine but there's no like he's still in elementary school there's no team that he can be on yeah um but we said listen if you still don't want to be in Taekwondo for uh, uh, this was back in April or May. We said, yeah. you know, after you get your belt and you've gone on to start learning your new pattern for the next belt and you're still not interested, then we'll look at, at you know, letting you quit. But then we talked to the owner and we did like a, almost like a package deal that takes them through black belt to, mm-hmm. you know, to get next. So should he pull out now he's we're still committed to this package that we that we paid towards and then continue to pay on every month and she's like you know you this was part of the contract you know you'd still pay into it you know if he comes back then you've already banked this money and stuff and we turned and we said we we told him like if we're going to still pay towards this you're not going to just be sitting on the on the bleachers watching your sister do it or something like that so so he's still, so he's he's kind of stuck in there for the next ten months. But then that's it. Then he'll have a black belt. So it's kind of he's, silly to quit now, anyhow. He's just tired of it, or he's bored. Yeah, he's bored of it. He's bored yeah. of it. But he's so close to the black belt now. I thought it was ridiculous to stop, but we were going to honor our agreement with him if we didn't have to keep paying. But it turns out we do, so he's he's stuck. Yeah. But I'm happy because I, you know, he's, he's, he does so well when he's there and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to watch him. So I'm I'm glad he's kind of stuck in it for, <laughs> for the time being. But that's okay, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, he's young. He's he's discovering other things and stuff. So it's kind of I'm not surprised, but I, he said I'm he wants to do what lacrosse. Lacrosse, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he got all into the Buffalo Bandits, and um, that's the lacrosse team here. And was very very excited about it, and um, went to a couple of games, and we even watched the playoffs on TV and stuff. And oh my God, he's he's so into it. Um, yeah. They actually played the Colorado team. Uh, that's why I, I think I texted you at one point or whatever. Uh, they the Colorado and the and the Buffalo team were in the championship, mm. and Buffalo ended up. Um, winning in the last game, so it was a close, it was a close, uh, yeah, I've never seen it, never, it's it's very action-packed, it just doesn't, like, non-stop action, a lot of fun to watch. I sometimes like to watch sports that I don't play, it's so weird, or haven't played, like, I've played, I've played played football, I've played basketball, I've played baseball, so I, like, go watch those. Because I like yeah. understand them. I did watch hockey for a while because we we had hockey tickets, but yeah. I never played hockey, so it's like <laughs> it dissipates a little bit. That's I don't funny. I don't know. It's it's like a weird a weird mannerism. If I understand the game and I've played it, then I like to to watch You're it. You're a lot if... more in, into it. Yeah. Yeah. See, whereas me, I I never played really any sports, so yeah. I. I... Anything that I watched is something that I haven't. I played all the played, so. the major ones, and I played softball and basketball up until about ten years ago. Wow! So, yeah, and I've done bowling, but I don't like to watch that. That's boring. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the one. That's the one. That's I don't know. I would call it necessary. I guess it's a sport. I don't know, whatever, but I. That's the one thing that I actually did. <laughs> yeah. I got well, really we good at a, the end. We like when I was a, a kid, a teenager for like five years. Yeah, we were in a league, and I got I was getting really good. <laughs> I was I was bowling get, over two hundred, but I was starting to get good. I was bowling over two hundred, and the last game of the year, I had like over two hundred games, and my elbow just with my handicap of course mm-hmm. but yep. um with my elbow i just couldn't do it anymore like i have like tennis elbow from basketball and wow yeah and and, and a bowling really takes a toll when you're bowling one night a week <laughs> oh i can imagine yeah so it's like i and and there's the seasons last forever in bowling like it just it's constant you only get like one little break <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fun when I was a kid. It, it was just a Saturday, you know, thing for it. Yeah, I remember maybe eight through fourteen or fifteen, probably depending on you know they're probably at different age groups or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was fun. My brother played for a little while, then the, my friend across the street played, and then we we joined up with like just kids that we'd never met before, but they were fun on the team with us, and we ended up becoming you know friends we, we we stay in the same team you know every year while we played and yeah uh, yeah it was it was yeah it was a good time how about um, comic wise have you done anything over the summer we went 
So I know I want to hear a little bit about heroes. I'm sure you've already talked it in length, but I haven't heard that episode yet. Um, but we went to the Nickel City Con, which is the one at the convention center here. They brought it back for the first time since COVID. Yeah. The first time in like four years, you know. Um, but it was it was very. It wasn't as big as it as it has been. Um, I, I can't even remember off the top of my head, like the celebrity type guests. Yeah. Um, nothing. I mean, cause I, I don't really care about that in the first place. So i um, trying to re- remember who maybe, Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, what is his name? What, what, what is he's, he in? He's, he's Mary Poppins in guardians of the galaxy. Mary Poppins. Yeah. I'm Mary Poppins y'all. I can't remember Yondu. He's Yondu. You call him Mary Poppins? He called himself Mary Poppins, remember? No. Oh, uh, Michael Rourke. Or Rook. Michael Rooker. Rooker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was he was the big name there, and Sean Gunn was there, too. So he they seems had like two. he would be uh, James Gunn? No, Sean Gunn, the guy who played his sidekick. Oh, his uh, brother. His brother, yeah. 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 So, uh, so Michael Rooker, Rooker was there, and I always remember him from Mallrats with uh, pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, Brody he gave ate, him he, Brody get, after. He, he after he picked his ass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got him sick. He uh-huh. went to the bathroom. <laughs> he was in Cliffhanger too. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. So he was. So he was the big. I guess he was the biggest star there in terms of comic book creators. Mike. Oh my God! I kept waiting for announcements. They just. Bart Sears ended up being there. Um, uh, Dan Parent, who's always here because I think he lives right in Toronto. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, who was the who was the third? There was a third guy, and I don't remember even who it was. And then I, I, I'm forgetting the oh Ken Lashley. He must live in the area too because he's always here. Yeah. Um, and um, and then um, Bill Anderson. He was like the ink. He, he did a lot of inking. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the eighties. That, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. And we went with the kids. I'm like, yeah, let's just go. We picked Sunday because I thought the tickets were kind of overpriced. So we picked Sunday because they were cheaper. And we walked well, it's around. It's like they... Sunday is like family day anyway. Yeah. You, and I mean, it, and they actually had more comic book vendors than, than I anticipated because it didn't seem like they were really gearing towards that. And I that's where I actually got like that handful. I think I might have sent them in our DMs. Um, it was like eight for twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah. GX on that I bought and stuff like, you know, they were not in great shape and a lot of like centerfolds like loose and stuff like that. But I mean, hell, for just over two dollars. Yeah, that's worth it. Was, well, so I, I got a bunch of those and that's pretty much all I all I bought and we were there for probably an hour and a half, two hours, and then we left. Yeah. Um, that you was feel- about it. Do you feel like pressured that you have to be scheduled because you have to, like that's for you. Like, how do you keep your kids and your wife entertained? Very pressured. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, if if I had had more expectations that it was going to be a bigger con and like what I've done in the past is I'll go by myself on Saturday. Yeah. And then we'll all go on Sunday. Um, but lately I just haven't wanted to spend the money and also I didn't really have any plans to really buy a lot of stuff so um yeah so 
so Stacy will take the kids and like, you know, I'll be looking through comic book um, boxes and she'll maybe take the kids over to the next one that has maybe toys or whatever and yeah. they'll look through that stuff. And But yeah, I mean, I got it in the back of my head. Like, I can't just sit here for 20 minutes and mm. look through boxes because I know I'm on a clock. Like, Stacy's maybe got 10 minutes before they're at the at the longest that she's you know before they start getting bored at whatever booth they happen to be at and that's the longest period and they might only have two minutes you know before they start getting bored depending on the booth that they're looking at so yeah um yeah it's definitely uh uh something that i keep in mind and i don't feel that because barb's my friends are her friends so Well, it's nice because yeah, you so guys yeah, she just hangs hangs out with all of our yeah, friends, she can yeah. Do all that exactly. And then she gets up when she wants and comes over when she wants. So that's. But it was just me and Stacy. I felt the same way. Like you know, she would come. Yeah. And it's not that she was excited about that stuff, but she was very, very. She's just she's very easygoing and laid back in the first place. And you know, well, she, she at least would... understands it because she reads yeah. stuff and. Well, even before, yeah, I yeah. mean, she knew that that's what she was getting into. If I, if I said, do you want to go to a Comic-Con with me? She knew that I would be looking, at, looking for comic books the whole time. So yeah. she, she was pretty pretty okay with that. But, you know, it's hard with the kids because, you know, they don't want to just stand around. So, yeah, which I totally get. So, you know, if, if, if there's a, another local con that seems a little bit like it's going to be better, then I'll, I'll go like the day before or whatever by myself so I can take my time. But I didn't do that this year. I just, I, I didn't have any expectation to spend a lot of money. So, and, and I didn't. I, I spent like forty bucks at that ten for twenty or eight for twenty place, and then I bought like one flash that was like thirty bucks, like just a random issue that I didn't have yet. Yeah. That was about it. But how is um? So Heroes was was looked like it was great, huh? Yeah, Heroes was really good. Had a good time. Yeah. We spend a lot more time there than usually we're not at the con that much, but mm-hmm. we were at the con quite a bit this time. That's the impression but our, but, that but, I but, got our but our but our uh, group was a lot smaller. Like yeah. usually Keith and Daryl and you know, there's a whole bunch. So So who was there this time? It was you and Bill. Me, Bill, Alan, Keith, Cuttingham. Uh I don't know if you know that group, but they were really I, I know. Geek, geek brunchers. A, 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 Alan, um, Luke Foster. Yeah, I I know Luke. Yeah. And then we met some other friends. I I miss. I, I hooked up with. Saw Andrew. Kirk finally, right? Yeah, Kirk was there for sure. Um, we saw him on Saturday. I spent a lot of time with him on Saturday and a little bit of time. I met his wife and his son. Oh, that was nice. And. Uh, who else was there? Well, Ed Ed Moore was there, but I didn't get to see him. Uh, Chris Marshall and Andy Tom. Uh, I don't know I don't if you know, know them, but they're collected comics library guys. Okay. So uh, I hung out with them a lot. And yep. some of the usual people that Hassan from... Uh, oh, Hassan was there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Daryl didn't go, didn't he? Daryl didn't go, no. Um, there, might, there might be one or two people that I'm forgetting, but I think I got the bulk of, yeah, you know, the crowd. But um, seems like you had a good time. Yeah, we did. We did. We spent a lot more time shopping than 
ever and usually we're not even at the con like <laughs> uh we're, we're at the con like i would say four hours a day this time it was more like six to eight wow yeah that's pretty cool did you do any commissions or no i did one but i don't got it i don't have it yet because he didn't finish it um Who was it from for peepoy mm -hmm. but um he said he's going to ship that with my Kickstarter, so I'll be oh, getting cool. two commissions. Who did you uh, select? Lois, because oh. I want a Superman fad. I wanted Golden Age Lois. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I, well, go ahead. I'm really big into Superman, <laughs> so I, I bought a lot. I bought a lot of lot of Silver Age Superman. Uh, no golden age like I wanted to, but I got such good good deals on silver age stuff that I just stuck. I stayed there in the silver age realm. Most of the yeah. stuff I bought was sil was uh, Superman related. There were a few odds and ends and oddities that I like to get that I found, but other than that, it was action comics and Superman. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, my and Superman. You're reading those old ones on the on the app. I'm assuming it 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 only shows the um the Superman stories in those um action comics that you've yeah, been reading. Or... Yeah, yeah. Well, so do so the so do the um omnibuses. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, which so so sense. like I'm actually I have I have the omnibuses, yeah. but I'm because it's so convenient in the middle of the night. I read a lot of it from the digital and yeah. the, the nice thing about the digital is that they they have the omnibus on there like they have collected editions if you subscribe to ultra so you can just read the collected edition it's <laughs> pretty nice yeah and you don't have to say oh, i want this action this action this action you know it just you you get one and yeah, you, just, you have the whole thing there yeah that's, that's pretty cool yeah that's nice yeah, it's teaching me a lot about Superman. Like, there, there's a lot. I guess I, I never really thought about, you know. But mm -hmm. I think about him a lot differently now that I know where where his origins came from. Mm. You've been enjoying it, though. Yeah, yeah. More so than like Batman. I don't know why, but it's, it's very. Like all his villains are like crime uh, bosses or or, or people. Ooh, Batman. That, no, Superman. Um, oh, uh huh. They're they're crime bosses or um, insurance fraud scam artists and mm. people treating their the rental people bad. You know, like renters and yeah. It, it, it's it's crazy. Superman Pe was the hero of the people. People providing arms. You know politicians giving you know supporting guns and all this stuff and then he flies the guy over to to the war and says well now you can live in the war in a foxhole for a while and see what you think <laughs> 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 laugh now pretty boy <laughs> you know i i just finding it fascinating and then how bad lois uh, lois treats clark but <laughs> at the same time perry doesn't treat lois very well so it's <laughs> Really interesting. They don't even name Perry White yet. 
Oh, really? Or or Jimmy Olsen, as they never even say his name. That's funny. Yeah. And then the closest he's gotten to, like, a... Uh, Oh, like a reoccurring villain is the ultra humanite, which is the big ape and the current, but he's a bald looking Lex Luthor type in, in these golden age books, Mm. handicap um, golden age villain. Oh, really? Yeah. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah. That's pretty interesting, but he messes with Superman pretty good and he always gets away. (laughs) <laughs> so that that's interesting to me mm-hmm. and what it, what have you seen for um for movies lately i saw raiders of the or uh indiana jones and the dial of destiny oh we're seeing that on tuesday yeah Stacey. that was that was really good i liked it i liked I'm them all though like some people don't, don't like i don't like crystal skull Oh, I love it. I love how they had the nuclear bomb go out and he has a refrigerator. <laughs> it's so great. And how they brought back Marion and had his son, which does play a part in the new one. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to see that. Yeah. Um, I saw... A lot of pulp stuff lately. Uh, I rewatched The Rocketeer for about the 60th time. I don't know. I know. You gave time. it a. You gave, I'm surprised you gave it a six out of ten like I did. No, I gave it. A, I give it a hundred. Like if you. Hundred out of ten. If, if you had to name like ten movies that define me, that's one of my <laughs> ten. That that defines me. Oh yeah. That that that's in the Indiana Jones, Star Wars joker like it's batman 89 like it's it's one of the movies that defines me i'm shocked fright night yeah i i love that movie it's everything i I thought it was everything that i yeah you you don't understand true heroes and innocence in the 40s you just apparently not it was fine i mean a six out of ten is i liked it but I, i i nothing more than that yeah you're and you're shocking a lot of people too I know. They all thought I, I gave it too high of a score. Yeah. Lost respect, truly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm never going to listen to this guy's opinion again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> I did see that weird movie you guys recommended, Sinister. That was pretty good. Sinister? Yeah. That's an older one, right? That, old, no, that's but... a newer one. That was the one where he moves his family. He's into a house where they were murdered on a tree. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't the lawnmower scene kind of disturbing? Well, they were all disturbing. Yeah. Like, uh, it was it was a bunch of families getting murdered. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was. I like. I, I didn't expect one. it to be so supernatural, though. Like, oh, so, yeah. um, like you can't. They really couldn't. He he couldn't do anything. But he was an asshole. Like I, I <laughs> like he had. He was a very self, a selfless man. Like he thought of himself too much, and not right. like his kids and his wife. His oh, kids no, weren't yeah, even he like was, they. He was they were not. With... Yeah, they were not even a second thought. The kids, at least his wife was a little bit, but 
And she was the heaviest sleeper I could ever hear, man. I mean, <laughs> leap, he would be crashing things in the attic and falling <laughs> through the ceiling, and she would still be sleeping through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Did you enjoy it, though, or no? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I like I like that one. Um, I've been watching... I, I've been... It, I've told you about my list for years now, that 101 movie book that I got, right? The horror yeah. the horror one. Mike, I'm down to nine movies left. Wow. Yeah. And so keep in mind, my my what I decided to do is from the point that I, I got that book, I was I would watch all the one hundred and one movies, whether I'd seen them before or not. Yeah. Okay? So that so the nine includes maybe a couple more couple movies that I I have seen but I haven't seen it since since I, I made my list and I I got the book. But um, you you want to hear which ones I still have to see? Sure. All right. I probably so, haven't seen any of the ones you have. Left. Oh no, you'll, you'll you'll know a few of them because uh, some of them are re- going to be rewatches um for me. But like I said, I haven't seen them in years. Um, but I would just go in, in, in the order that I've got them here, which is just when they came out. So the first one is the Gollum from 1920, and it's a it's a silent silent movie. Yeah, so I've never I've, seen that one. I, I no, remember I, in elementary school though, I used to check out um, monster film books and mm-hmm. from the library, and I remember a picture of the Gollum in there. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I used I, that book was like one of my favorites. Like I checked it out at least ten times, and I studied all the films, like Phantom of the Opera and all the weird oddities that they had in the black white movies. Mm, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so that so, but then I don't have another one. Uh, so I've watched a ton of other ones, and the next one's from 1961, called The Innocents, and I'm. I, I, it seems like it's. I see everywhere it's a really good one, apparently, but it's not streaming anywhere. Um, however, I did notice that well, I, I guess it is streaming somewhere, but it's not streaming on any of the services. It's actually on YouTube, the full movie. So I'm going to have to check it out at some point soon um, and watch it that way because it's yeah. not on any other streaming service and never has been since I've, I've bought this book. I don't know why, but. Um, then we have one called The Devil Rides Out from 1968, which I know nothing about. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I never saw that one. And then here's the next. I'm positive you've seen this, and so have I. Um, Carrie from ni- from 1976. Yeah, I've seen that multiple thing. times. I haven't yeah. seen the remake yet. I've seen the remake. It's decent. I and mean, it has, uh, what's her name in it? Hit Girl. I like her. Yeah, yeah she, me too. Chloe something Martinez or something. Yeah, I li- I yeah, like her I, a lot. Like yeah, she she's she's in a like she seems to specialize in a lot of those like kind of like. Well, she does a lot of horror movies in general. I guess she was in Let Me In, the yeah, remake. Yeah. The right, yeah. All the um, remakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's the remake girl, I guess. Um, and then I go all the way, which I've seen this one before, and I'm sure you have too. Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's multiple that's times. Yeah. Then this next one I've never seen. I guess the it's Italian maybe, and it's the actual name is Della Morte Della More, and that means I guess it's called in in uh, United States Cemetery Man. I've never seen it. It's from 1994. No. Nope. You heard, ever heard of that? 
I've heard of Cemetery Man. Yeah, I don't is. think yeah. I, I only as a movie poster. Okay, and then you've seen this Six Sense from 1999. Oh yeah, well that's one of the best. I've seen that many times. Well, I'm an M Night N Night Shalom whatever his name is <laughs> Shalomalan fan. Like I like I, there's not one of his movies I didn't like. I mean it's different different stages of like, but um I like him a lot. Right. Yeah, me too. Um and so I've seen that one of course. And then the next two I have not seen. One you'll be you might be surprised about, but <clears throat> the first one is A Tale of Two Sisters from two thousand and Three. I've never seen that. It's Chinese, I don't think I've I believe. seen that one either. Yeah. And then the last one, I bet you you've seen, but I've never seen it. And it's Saw from 2004. Oh, I've seen all the. Well, yeah. I haven't seen like the last five, but I've, I was pretty religious seeing the earlier ones. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, but that's it. That's nine movies. I'm one of the guys that fall, like is really interested in the Saw because. Not because of what they call it, like torture porn, but because it's it's sort of like paying back people that did something bad, like mm-hmm. vigilanteism at the yeah. extreme. And, and that sort of fascinates me. Like they committed some evil thing and now they're getting, you know, they're they get to suffer their way or make their way out of a puzzle kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's that's it. So, I mean, this has been a long time. I mean, how many years have I been talking about this thing? I might be done. I might finish this year. Yeah. And then I, did, remember, I, I, I did. I did see an odd show that was a um, Bloomhouse thing. Mm. It was called The Horror of Dar- Dorothy Roach. Oh, I've it's seen on that. Amazon up on Prime. Prime. Yeah, is it good? It. It was good for me, but is it uh, a movie or a show? Or it's a, a t- it's, it's a series. Oh, okay. Uh huh. But it's like it's a real oddity in because it, it's sort of like comedy horror. Okay. It, it, it's it's very weird, and it's in the cannibalism type, you know, oh. type thing. So you've been all about those lately. Yeah, I've watched a lot of cannibalism stuff. <laughs> Did you see Deadstream? Yeah, I did. That was pretty good. That that one was like horror comedy. That I thought that was really good. I just watched it recently. Yeah, that was with the real um, aggressive female lead, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the asshole that flew to England or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, that was, it. That was, that was good. Yeah, I liked that one. And then, well, you don't have Shutter AMC Plus anymore, do you? No, but... Oh, okay. I I've w- could have watched a lot because it moves around. There is a newer some of one the Shutter I... stuff does move to, um, Hulu. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, if you get a chance and it ever comes, it's called the uh, it's called Influencer. It's from last year, and it basically is you know like a social media. Uh, yeah, I think that's on Hulu. Lady. I, yeah, I, I it, added to my good. like one. Yeah. It was it was pretty good. I was. Oh, I, I did. See, no, I did see that one. Did you see it? That's the the is the is it? Well, let me tell you what I think it is. I, I saw something that was like an influencer. Uh-huh. She was like a nobody at one of those places that 
influences people like an influence agency no and she faked a different one well this this one that i saw she sort of faked a faked her being in a hostage situation overseas oh. and she became really popular and it turned out to be like really bad <laughs> this this one is is cool it's an influencer that like uh, t- goes on vacation and of course wants to you know snap pictures of everything that she does and stuff and most of it's like fake you, you know like she's got fake backgrounds and stuff and but she's in like Thailand or something like that and she befriends this um, other woman who's like kind of like a free spirit and yeah. um, and things flip from there and and just a, a lot of unexpected things happen and it, it, it really I thought they did a good job with it I was really quite um quite surprised with the quality mm-hmm. yeah, so if you ever get a chance um influencer from 2022 oh and the rocketeer documentary was really good or dave stevens documentary that was outstanding oh i ha- i want to i want to see that what's uh, that, that was really good that's on amazon prime oh okay it's like dave stevens something or another something about perfection he was a perfectionist that's why he yeah. That's why he didn't draw a lot. Like I I read some of the background stuff and I think one of the past Rocketeer miniseries they had like a whole like essay about him. And yeah, what? that's what they were saying. That like he was so hard on himself. He'd like oh, yeah. he'd just he was, keep he was drawing crazy. and erasing and drawing yeah. and erasing stuff that anyone else looking at is like, Oh my god, that's beautiful. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Be You're done and he could he would not let it he go. Could let go. It was like crazy. Yeah. And yeah, then he was obsessed with Betty Page, and that's like yeah, fascinating. Yeah, he brought her back. In. He he became personal friends with her. I read. yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. That part I didn't know about. No, that's, yeah, that's I, 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 he, he uh, in her elderly years, he yep. started taking her groceries and all kinds of stuff, and kind it, of brought her back. It's really into the fascinating, form, you know, yeah. into the into the spotlight, into the pop where, culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, she would have probably just ended up in. A footnote somewhere and yeah. instead everyone says that name again. Yeah, but he was a really fascinating guy. Yeah. And um I learned the Rocketeer, like I bought all the Rocketeer books. It was such a hard thing to track down because it was across four different publishers, but <laughs> yeah. I uh <clears throat> I loved the movie so much, like and listened to the soundtrack so many times. That's why I like forties music so much. <laughs> I, I blame it on the Rocketeer. But um <laughs> Because Rocketeer has all the big bands and the Andrew Sister songs and stuff like that, so it's like I'm I'm like so into it. But um, yeah, that's he he that movie got me into a, like just just a lot because I there's there's not too many hero stuff that involves you're a hero by circumstance. Like mm-hmm. you're you're not usually a hero is sort of defined as a hero because they always had the element of being a hero but he was totally a hero circumstance like it it was either saving you know um his love or rescuing somebody that he cared about that was Mm. dressed as a clown in a biplane you know why didn't they call her betty in the movie i i think it was to protect identity but okay yeah I thought that but was But the casting was just like it was immaculate, man. They had good casting. Mm-hmm. The Rocketeer was like 
Billy Campbell was just like perfect. And she was perfect as Betty Page. <laughs> she was <laughs> she was gorgeous in that movie. Oh my god, of course. Yeah. Um this I don't remember something you said jogged my memory, but I lost it. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's a shame that it it, oh, I know what I was going to say. It was very IB, much like John IBW Carter. He has a full collection. I was thinking about maybe getting it at some point. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten the collection, and I have... I've been buying all of the minis as well. I started with that race one, that great race. Yeah. No, no, the one before that is the one that I got. That's the one that had all the like the text in the back about Dave Stevens' life. Um and then I've been getting them since then. So they've been pretty enjoyable. Yeah. I love that time period. That's just like, that's why I read Barnstormers and it was amazing. That like was it, cool too. I read number one. I read the entire thing and yeah, it I was don't have fantastic. Count, what is it called? Unlimited. Yeah. It won an Eisner. I saw that. Yeah. yeah to Lulu cool. Tay and Scott Snyder. Yeah. Speaking of, um, San Diego, it's so cool. That one girl, she's not the owner. She's just uh, she's one of the store managers at one of the locations um, of Pulp 716. She um, did early cosplay as Erica Slaughter from Something is Killing the Children. Yeah. And, like, really got the attention of Gene Tynan and stuff, and he actually came out for a signing at their store and stuff like that. And that was just before he was taking over Batman. And um, anyhow, she was hired by Boom to come there, and mm-hmm. she went and dressed as Erica Slaughter for the whole this this whole past weekend. And they had some sort of promotion that, like, if you spot her or whatever, like she gives you something, you go back to the Boom Studio booth, and I don't know what they were giving out pins or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. But it was so cool that there's just this local local woman that just like lives here and like became like actually flown out on boom studios dime to to dress up as erica slaughter i'm like that's so cool yeah that's pretty cool and tiny yeah. one on eisner too what did he win for writer huh best writer oh best writer for what though and anything everything they usually oh, just uh, list best writer oh, okay i wasn't sure works. if it was a particular um particular title or what no it's all all of his stuff gotcha so yeah, World pretty, Tree, pretty uh, House of Slaughter, all that stuff. Yeah. Department of Truth. Department of Truth. Yeah. Tom King won again. Did he win for something for in Human particular? Target? Yeah, Human that Target. That was really. Did you finish it? No, I haven't started it yet. Oh my God! Get going. Yeah, I'm it's finished. I, really I have to good. catch up on two Tom Kings, the Human Target and Danger Street. And uh, there's a Batman one, I think, called Killing Time I haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. But you've said this before in the past, and it is true that you can get a lot more out of his stories when you read them all together as one one complete um, beginning and end story. Yeah, like that's why out. I kind of read his stuff as trade. <laughs> Yeah, I've learned. I, I, I've I've learned to be to like his work more when I can read it in chunks. 
Well, when you're reading month to month, it could appear that in a certain issue, not much like happened or whatever. But what it's a, really a lot. And it could yeah. be because you don't even remember from three months ago, like something that's now linking back or whatever. So it's not making as much sense to you. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, um, how did you get the October solicitations for DC already? It's not even online. I got it at L- LCS. Must be given to you too early. I mean, the the it, it's going to be expensive month for me because I got out of collected editions, but they have a Silver Age Superman mm-hmm. Volume One, which I'm going to get because I would do this. I do those. I like that those Golden Age and Silver Age. Well, those and then formats they have are a, great. They have a uh, Silver Age Green Lantern Volume One. Oh, so, do they? Yeah. For so, hardcover. Hardcover, yeah. Oh wow! I didn't even realize they never did one until now. Yeah. So oh. there's a there's two that I'm getting for sure, and I still have to place my order for this. I still haven't placed my order for this month <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get going you're running yeah out of and they have a detective chimp case files in there that does all the rex the wonder dog stuff so yeah. that's that's gonna be something i have to pick up and rom you gotta get your hands on rom yeah right? i'm gonna get myself a romnibus too so yeah your romnibus, i like that <laughs> romnibus. and i had on my list um because i was getting those like you know every once in a while they Marvel publishes the omnibus from like a certain year and month. Yeah, they did that again. Yeah, I, I just I can't I can't I can't afford it, Mike. There's too much other stuff. Well, those so. are those are fascinating to just um, if you have the time to make it through because you're getting a a monthly snapshot of that oh, year. Yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. fascinating. I bought the other two that they've that they've done, and I just hit just don't hit. I'm gonna put it aside. I'm, I'm marking it down. I'll put it on a like a uh, what do you call it? in stock trade wish list and hope that they have some. Then at some point, maybe Christmas or whatever, I'll point Stacy in the direction of those, <clears throat> and hopefully I'll get it eventually. But I, I just I can't between that and the PSR books that I mean they keep pumping out Plastic Man and Blackhawk and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, I, something's got to give. So uh, I, I told Stacy I was gonna pull back and try to go under 300 every month and it and even this last one it was like 330 something and because I, I couldn't get in any, any lower yeah some months are easy like for me to like it's usually those collected editions that they all me. seem to come at the same time right I, I know those bastards like they don't ever <laughs> spread them out like it, it's no. like elite and i don't I, i've reduced like the intake of collected editions wickedly Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other thing is another question omnibus. Mm. So it's ah. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. It's like, but then like the month before or whatever, there's like nothing from. Uh, it, it, it's either all or nothing. It seems like every single month. Like one yeah. month, there's not one thing that I need to get except for maybe a random one PSR book or something, and then the next month there's like four. Even for me, there's like four things, and mm-hmm. you know it's. Spread it out. Spread out the wealth a little bit. Yeah. And I am so into the golden age right now that it's not a bit funny. So <laughs> I just, uh, even if it's like Dennis the Menace or 
what you know whatever it is <laughs> yeah. I, just, <laughs> I never appreciated it because i used to think oh this could take me forever to read but now that i take the time to read it i, I like this is like a fascinating time period it might even be exceeding my silver age really stuff. yeah wow you're definitely in that wavelength right now yeah i am but i i do swing moods a lot Mm-hmm. yep yeah for sure so what did you want to yeah you want me talk to get about started? something yeah all right um <clears throat> this is one of the ones that i got at that nickel city con for eight for uh 20 bucks and it's uh i'm gonna start with this one charlton comics jungle gym number oh 22. shit yeah <laughs> that's the other thing i'm getting like hardcore in is charlton really it's that damn uh charlton uh tomorrow's thing oh yeah see that stuff will do you in. oh god i just oh. i'm just becoming what number is it 22 it's got a little a little lady riding on his shoulder Ah, uh, this one I'm jealous of because I am so into this right now too. I this just picked is, up some soap opera uh, Charlton ones. This one's in great shape, The Wizard of Dark Mountain. It's, it's one of several stories, so this is a collection of stories. Um, is it in decent shape? It's in very good shape. I yeah, I mean. See, that's the, that's cool because Charltons are hard to get. Yeah, uh, this was in, in out of all. Any oh of wow, the, it's well, twenty. That. You it's said twenty-two. Twenty-two. How much did you get it for? What well, was eight? It was part of my eight for twenty dollars. Oh God, I'm jealous. This is a good. That was a good. That was a good drag. That that is the first issue. Twenty-two. Yeah. Oh, oh. I mean, it was continued from another title, but it's. Look, look in your database. I mean, I didn't 22. even notice because I've, I've, you know, I put them all in, but. Yeah, see. that's the first issue Charlton. of Charlton. Oh yeah. Shows right up as the, there you go, and yeah, it, I I graded about very fine in near mint, so about fifteen dollars. They that, the original price tag on this was twenty, but they're doing it they were doing it as a sale, so why I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to have this. This is a good one. Yeah. So right away on the inside cover, they're selling the Polaris nuclear sub. That, that <laughs> fires rockets and torpedoes for six ninety eight. Yeah, the cardboard thing. Yeah, I want to see. Have you? Do you have any pictures of like what this actually looked like? There are pictures on the internet. You can Google I'm it. I'm gonna have to Google yeah. that. Because this is rockets that fire. How do they? How do they fire? I think you throw them out. <laughs> yeah, electrically lit instrument panels. So you, what? You put batteries in a little thing inside maybe i think it's just like two or three leds that you put yeah. a battery on yeah it makes it sound like the fanciest thing in the world though doesn't it well back in the day you see those ads and you're like holy shit i'd like one mm -hmm. and it's amazing how those things lasted so long like especially the little army men in civil war and all those little <laughs> They 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 were getting ads for like ten years. Yeah, yeah. And I did buy two of them, and they're they're tiny, man. Like one of them came in like a Foot Locker, but the Foot Locker was like 
six inches by two inches. <laughs> and, and you the... think in your head you're going to get something that's more like, I don't know, three feet by, by a foot and a half or something. Yeah, because you're looking at it and you see like this whole battle scene drawn in, right? Exactly. Like, oh, these guys look bad. I I remember seeing the war one, and I'm like, oh god, these suck because <laughs> they had like a flat base so you can stand them up, but they were like paper thin. Like they had, they didn't even look three dimensional. Oh, that is so yeah. depressing. But but the civil the the revolutionary war figures were nice. They were just incredibly small. Really? Because yeah. you had your red and your blue coats, mm. and, but and they they had like pretty good poses, but they were like. Man, they were tiny. That is hilarious. Yeah, those. You just never knew what you were gonna get. Yeah. I never, I never bought any of that that stuff, but I always wondered. Like, I didn't cut out a do. lot of coupons, but I did cut out two or three. So yeah, I, I did get. <laughs> I, I did send away for those, and I sent away for a Flash Superman Treasury Edition. That was that was probably the only three things. Other than the Valiant ones where I, I bought two things of something and then sent away for an issue zero or whatever they were giving. Yeah. Hey, at least with the um, comics, you knew what you were getting. Yeah. They weren't disappointing. Oh, the Wizards. I, I, I did a lot of those half issues. Yeah, I did I did a handful of those half issues, too. And not, even not when they'd comic. offer, like, toys in the Toy Fair one, mm-hmm. I would send away for, like, Witch Blades and lady deaths and all kinds of stuff right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well okay so onto the actual comic the first story is jungle jim and the witch doctor of borgia island and he's on an island off the coast of brazil just throws him right into the right into the story and <clears throat> says he's vacationing at the estate of governor hart and his daughter sheila so the recurring characters and they're just him and Sheila are just walking through the jungle apparently and this this creepy looking guy shows up and um warns him away saying that um that there's this witch doctor that is taking over the entire island by by basically um doing his his uh spells on people and turning everybody into zombies and that for whatever reason the witchcraft didn't work quite as well on this old man who's talking to them so he's trying to he's trying to warn them away but he is acting like a zombie he's just just got a little bit more uh, autonomy so uh <clears throat> jim goes back to the estate and consults the governor and he says it's a bunch of um uh, you know nonsense you know superstition and and so forth so uh he doesn't think too much of it, but then, of course, he's handed a drink by one of the servants, and the servant is thinking that the drug is going to take care of him. So that night, Jim is sleeping pretty much just knocked out, and um, these guys uh, accost him and start taking clippings of his hair. And it then transitions to, in the jungle, there's this guy with this like weird like um, dragon mask on and a blue cape and He's talking to uh, his his minions that are all zombies and saying now that he has these clippings, he can make a voodoo doll of Jungle Jim. And uh, then he thinks to himself that, you know, they think that all these inhabitants of the island are superstitious and think that he's doing magic. And what it turns out is he's actually an alien from another planet and he's prepping um, the planet for invasion. 
and he's actually on his his, what his his science lab that he's working in is actually on his UFO. <clears throat> so it's kind of a split between uh, magic and science fiction here. Um, so the next day, uh, Jungle Jim doesn't really know uh, anything that's going on um, that had happened, and so he's adventuring in the jungle with uh, his buddy, who I, I don't know who this guy is, but he's got a he's named in a later story but i don't remember he's got a turban on uh he's a he's a black man and it's like it's like his assistant or whatever and um they encounter another zombie guy and and he bids uh jungle jim to follow him to um the witch doctor uh in the meantime his girlfriend sheila gets abducted by a couple other um, men that have been turned into zombies and when i say zombie it's like the witch doctor zombie not like the Walking Dead zombie, you know, they're like regular people that. Yeah, have I like to I like to say well. voodoo zombie. Yeah, voodoo zombie. That's a good way to say it. That's exactly it. So they point him in the direction of the witch doctor, and he's supposedly doing a summoning spell, but really, you know, he's actually using his technology from his UFO, and he's he's gathered up a bunch of free willed. Um, inhabitants and making them go through this light and when they actually go through the light um they become voodoo zombies as you say um so they're they've got um jungle gym and and uh he's watching from he's actually watching this before they 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 get up close and uh his assistant says oh he's got a voodoo doll of you and the witch doctor demonstrates by um putting a needle in his arm and Jim cries out his arm is, you know, in pain and it's actually going through his whole system. <clears throat> and then they see that they've got Sheila and they're about to put her, her through this, through this white light. So he goes jumping into action and starts um, fighting off um, the zombies. And so does his assistant. And just too late, Sheila gets put into this white light and jungle Jim uh, reaches out and, punches the witch doctor his mask falls off and it turns out he's got like a reptilian face and um so they see that he actually is an alien but um he's got so many slaves that they um they grab jungle jim and his his buddy and uh, now he can't get away and so um they say you know prepare for a voodoo uh death jungle jim and he's grabbing his voodoo doll and the needle and is going to pierce him uh right through the um, chest. Now that old man <clears throat> that was like kind of like half zombie starts thinking to himself, "Oh, this is my chance," and he actually uh, has enough free will to knock to push the um, the the witch doctor into the that white light, and he totally becomes like zombie like, and everyone else stops fighting. And um, so uh, uh, now Sheila go, kind of goes back to normal and. They say, oh, my God, you know, he, was out of, he must have been, now that he's not in control, everyone else is back to normal. And then they cut to a far-off galaxy and see that there's no more signal coming from that witch doctor who is an alien. And they said, okay, well, we're going to do an auto-self-destruct uh, on, the, on, the, um, uh, on the witch doctor himself and recall the, um, recall the UFO. So the witch doctor gets zapped by the UFO, and he just, turns into ash and they see the the flying saucer uh fly away and that's the end of that adventure so jungle jim was saved by a guy that was half 
um, zombie in that way. Otherwise, he would have been killed. <clears throat> the next story is the golden goddess of Thalthor. And in this one, um, there's this woman, uh, this white woman with blonde hair that apparently um, uh, was a little baby when her plane crashed with her parents. And uh, she was the only survivor in these primitive, uh, not quite human, almost like Neanderthal um, people on this island um, raised her to be like their princess. So Jungle Jim, oh, here's his, here's his assistant's name. It's, it's Kolu. So Jungle Jim and Kolu are um, investigating, of course, this, this island. And uh, they start walking around and they're um, abducted by these Neanderthals and they're taken to the uh, princess and she demands him to get on his knees because she's in the he's in the presence of a princess and she's the only one that speaks English. Um, and she's very like rude. She, you know, says, you know, give him new garments and she, he starts talking. She says, silence pig. And uh, you, you'll prove worth, you're going to prove yourself worthy to share my throne. Uh, they throw him in a pit. And if he comes back alive, then he, he can be, um, her her king. So he goes into this pit now just wearing like a loincloth and he encounters a rat the size of a horse and they start fighting. He's, he's bitten um, but he throws a, a rock between the rat's eyes and, and either kills him or knocks him out but then he passes out and presumably this rat is poisonous. Um, the princess goes down and sees that he's still alive and they kind of nurse him back to health, but they, uh, and, and they say, okay, you're going to be King Jim from now on. And she's, and he's like, you're ridiculous. They're like, don't you want to return to civil, civilization? So she's, she's very upset that he, uh, has refused the throne. So they throw him in, into the dungeon and, uh, tie him up on, onto a pole. And, uh, he is able to shimmy up from backwards up the pole and, and get off of the pole and then manages to cut his um, his uh, bindings from his hands against a sharp rock. Uh, manages to escape. Um, just as he escapes and um, gets to the throne room, this rival tribe um, of Neanderthals start attacking the princess's tribe and she directs them to a hidden passageway behind the throne and um, they, and then they see that there's more of these Neanderthals coming from the other way. So now they're blocked. There's no way to get through. Suddenly, Kolu shows up with a machine gun and starts killing all the Neanderthals. They're able to get past. They jump onto the um, onto their boat with the princess and um, and escape. Now we have a quick interlude of a different story, Mike, of Dan Flagg. He is. Um, a colonel in the U.S. Coast Guard, and he's um, doing an undercover assignment in the Mexican border um, for uh, gun runners. And just real quick for this one, basically he's undercover. The um, gun runners are meeting up for a delivery. Um, he feigns that he's sick and has to stay back. That's when he calls his patrol boat uh, to come out and, um, and take care of this. Um, meeting of, of the delivery. <clears throat> the uh, leader of the gun runners gets suspicious. He goes back to the um, to the headquarters and sees 
um, flag, hang up the phone. And so he, uh, uh, he, puts, he pulls out a gun on flag, flag starts punching him, uh, knocks him out, grabs a horse, and manages to um, meet up with uh, the Coast Guard and uh, is able to save the day. It's like maybe, maybe six um, pages uh, long. It's just a real quick story. And then the last one is Jungle Jim and the, Dar- and the Wizard of Dark Mountain, which is what the um, cover shows. And him and um, Kolu are, uh, again, in a plane. Um, their instruments go dead over an area that they've never ex- uh, explored before in Asia, and they jump out and, um, with parachutes, and they land, and they encounter these tiny little people that um, uh, probably come up to your knee or so. And um, they say that their princess is in trouble. They've been held, she's been held prisoner by an evil wizard, and um, they ask for help. So they lead um, him to where this supposed wizard is, and they uh, are looking, and they see that there's um, a, a missile that's being ready to um, be fired. Um, Jungle Jim and Kalu go to check out to see what's going on. And he's like, maybe I can um, overload this um, missile so it doesn't go off. And suddenly he, he's frozen stiff and he can't move. <clears throat> it turns out that um, he's in a trap with this metabolic stun beam. Um, and he's not able to move. So now the dark wizard comes out and he's, he's not really a wizard. He's, a, he's Dr. Seisu. Uh, he's calling himself the future emperor of the world, and he defected from China with his followers, and he is going to take over the world. Um, he's got a nuclear warhead, and he's going to um, launch it to New York and then expects um, total war. In the meantime, he wants to make this, this Princess Rima his empress for his new dynasty. Um, however, uh, just in the nick of time, Kolu... Um, ends up freeing Jim from paralysis uh, by knocking out the guard and moving the beam away. And together, and also with little Rima, they're able to knock people out. Um, The uh, emperor is still at large, and um, uh, the princess escapes back to the village, uh, rallies all of her her, um, village um, people, and they all come uh, and... uh, and uh, they they manage to rescue uh, Jim and Kolu before they get overwhelmed. All these little people with their tiny like toothpick um, clubs are hitting them, hitting these guys over the head and stuff. The wizard tries to get away and he's captured by um, he's tackled by Jungle Jim, and um, and they manage to uh, to uh, save the day. So you know what I thought was funny, and I started to notice it in the second story and then it continued on is that jungle jim by himself can't he he, he manages to get captured without any hope of escape every time but in two out of the three stories his assistant is the one that saves the day by sounds like sounds like green hornet yeah and then in the third kato does all the work (laughs) green hornet gets captured (laughs) yeah Yes, that's exactly what's happening. It was so funny. It's like, okay, so he is 
in two out of three stories, he's totally captured. He's 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 going to be dead if it's not for his assistant Kolu. And in that in that first story, it's like that zombie guy that wasn't totally affected that manages to save the day. (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, this guy he would have been a dead duck several times over if it wasn't for his 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 partners. He's not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty funny. But yeah, that was those were entertaining stories. It It sounds good. I'd like to. Next time I'm on my LCS, I'll look under J's and see if I can find any. Yeah, find some jungle too. Because he's he's he has some Charlton buried in there, and nobody gives a shit about him. I just have to look for him. And that's <clears> the <throat> funny thing is that you can find those for like because nobody seems to care about them, right? You can find. Yeah, them the demand is like, the demand cheap. isn't high. Are you yeah. are you a group Facebook with Charlton Arrow? I think I am. Yes. You I need so. you need to follow that. I, I, I'm and then when sure you pick am, when you when you when you look. pick up a Charlton, you should post it on there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun group. It yeah. really is. And you can learn a lot. Like by some of those guys know a lot about Charlton comics. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Like they were telling me that the soap opera stuff was the reprints, and I'm like, well, there's I don't. I don't know how you found that out because there's no like you you look in the databases of any database and there's no like reprints issues from Dell something you know what I mean there's nothing yeah. like that so mm. very interesting but yeah this was this was pretty cool I have to say yeah since you're in the Charlton era I'll 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 do my Charlton so my Charlton's uh Freddie number is it 22 yeah, 22. <laughs> Another 22. Another 22. That's why I had to do, do a double check. This one doesn't have the number on the cover. Mm. So uh, that's when they had it inside. wonder why they did that. <laughs> I hate that. It's so hard to oh God, you have to take it out, open it, or write the number in the back of the board. But uh, this right, has I a contest it. in the inside cover to say, Draw Lincoln. <laughs> oh, really? Instead of you know how they used to have draw the turtle or draw turtle, the pirate oh, yes. the pirate uh turtle or what? Uh, this one's draw Lincoln to see if you're any good. I did one of those one time. You may win four hundred and thirty dollars scholarship in commercial art. <laughs> wow. There you go. <laughs> but uh, Freddie is uh, he's kind of like a cheap knockoff Adobe Gillis, but um. I don't know what came first. So it's in the Archie type vein in terms of art style. Mm-hmm. But um, he seems, he looks a lot like Reggie from uh, Archie. So he's got a blonde girlfriend and the first, the, the first story is called Hidden Power and he's falling asleep in class and the girls are all pissed off because their boyfriends are falling asleep in class in Dobie Gillis, Dobie's main guy is Maynard. This guy's name is really weird. What is his name? His name is Stuff. <laughs> S-T-U-F-F. Stuff? Yeah. You can't even see his eyes. His eye, The hair is like right <laughs> over his eyes. Damn hippie. Yeah. You can't see what he looks like. <laughs> but he funny. hangs out with Stuff, and they're going to go eat lunch after they finally wake up. And two dogs steal their lunch box, you know, their lunch bags. And then they end up chasing the dogs for like miles, 
before they get their lunches back and then they fall asleep under a tree because they're so exhausted mm-hmm. and then the girl girlfriends find them again and they're pissed off because they're like always asleep but in this case they were <laughs> asleep for a reason because they ran a couple miles chasing chasing these dogs with for their lunch boxes <laughs> the next one's called oh baby um this one, Reggie gets real pissed off because he asked his girlfriend out on a date. And she says, sorry, I have to go uh, babysit thing and I can't even go to my club meeting. So he's all he's like, she's lying just to not not be with me. And then he runs across this other guy who's kind of like his rival. And he talks about having a date and he's like, oh, I wonder if he's dating Peggy and she's not letting, you know, letting me know. So he's. His girlfriend's name is Peggy. Mm-hmm. She's blonde. So he like goes to spy and he, he goes to spy on her at the his at her house and her mom sees him and she said, Okay, Freddie, come on in and she goes, Can you babysit? So <laughs> so Peggy can go out to her other club meeting <laughs> So he ends up having to babysit. <laughs> and the other guy that he was supposed to be dating, did the same thing. He had to babysit a kid across the street as well. So they, it's like the girlfriends suckered their boyfriends into, into babysitting. <laughs> this one, the next one's called tried and true. This one I like a lot, but this is a, this is a trope that they do a lot in Archie and everything else. It's where the girl tries to pose as somebody else to see how loyal their boyfriend is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she, puts on a black wig and poses as an actress and she's like i wonder if he's gonna hit hit on me just to like bust him you know (laughs) yeah she has no reason to she just does it (laughs) and she she flirts with him and flirts with him and flirts with him and he's like it doesn't work so she's like wow he's loyal i can't believe it (laughs) and then in the last let me see if i can get to the last panel the last panel he's like Man, she's a dish, but I know she's dating my geometry teachers, <laughs> so I don't want. <laughs> she's married, <laughs> so he really played it off because she was a married woman, but uh, it really wasn't. It was his girlfriend. <laughs> the next one's my little Margie. This one's kind of interesting. Uh, this this book is what started out Freddie. So if you see Freddie starts off in Charlton with a higher number. And it says continued from my little Margie or my little Margie's boyfriends or something like that. So this is my Margie. I, I don't know much about Margie. I've never read anything about her, no. but she buys a Confederate chair, like a rocking chair from a Confederate soldier. Okay. And she wants to give it to her father. Well, her father thinks it's outside the house because it's a piece of junk and he has a junk man. Take it, and then he ends up having to pay. You know, that was a gift for you, Dad. So he ends up having to pay like ten bucks for that chair, in addition to what she paid for the chair. And then he gets on it, and it breaks because it's a piece of shit. But it had money in it, so like the chair broke, the cushion had all this money in it, and he's like, "Oh, I need to go buy the rest of these chairs because they have money in it." But what he doesn't realize is that the dollars are all Confederate dollars and they're not worth anything. Oh my God. <laughs> Talk about like, you know, from good to bad to good to bad to good yeah. to bad. <laughs> and then uh, this one's about a neighbor. 
Um, his name is Mr. Tantrum. I mean, ha- ma- imagine having a name, Mr. Tantrum. <laughs> but uh, Freddy tends to make a lot of noise that drives Mr. Tantrum crazy. And in this case, he buys like a recorder because he wants to sell noises to radios, you know, radio uh, serials, like people screaming and booms mm. and clashes mm-hmm. and like that. So he's making all that noise and Mr. Tantrum's like, I'm going to fight fire with fire. And he just starts screaming like out the <laughs> door like these. And he records it and he's like, you know, Freddie and him say, wow, we can sell these screams because they, they sound horrible. <laughs> they sound like real screams. And he get he actually gets arrested because of those screams because <laughs> they think he's a nutcase. So they arrest Mr. Tantrum. <laughs> so there's that. And then what I found out in the letter, I like to read the letters columns in these to see, you know, what, what, what they are. It, it seems like this book was pretty popular with girls between the ages of eight and 12. <laughs> Cause they're all, all the, uh, they think Freddie's the bomb. <laughs> yeah it was it was a fun issue this issue um there's a guy on twitter that i follow that auctions off books and he puts them really cheap like just really obscure stuff yeah they're like five dollars ten dollars you know like all this stuff and they're really hard to win because he tags a bunch of people all the time and it's they they go within seconds and it's not like you're bidding on something it's that price right so you almost have to pull the trigger sometimes if you want to win it without looking at the price and uh like Otherwise last night too late. yeah la- last night i was doing it and i was able to get a lot of jungle actions which jungle actions a title that after like issue 4 or 5 started to become black panther Mm-hmm, and right. uh, I have all the Black Panther titled books, but I don't have the Jungle Actions, all of them. So, uh, yeah, because of the auction, I, I won a lot of Jungle Actions. Oh, you did? But, yeah, I did last oh, night. Congrats. I was pulling the trigger after, like, seconds. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, there it yeah, is. Yeah, Boom, yeah. bam. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I would just type all Jungle Actions. <laughs> <laughs> I got a really old Green Lantern too, a Golden Age Green Lantern, Ooh. for like fifteen bucks. So how much? Fifteen. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that's a good deal. Yeah, I try to get a Golden Age Wonder Woman, but somebody beat me to it, and I usually mm-hmm. end up losing. But I, I guess last night people were slow because it was a Saturday night, and I don't know. Yeah. People seemed a lot slower. Yeah. And I've been getting a lot of Golden Age Dennis the Menace, so anything I can get for ten cents for really cheap is just worth it to me. Oh yeah, just with the rarity of it coming yeah. across it again. Uh that's that's pretty cool. Um okay, well you want me to do my next one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I gotta I'm gonna go back and get into this to re to read because after the first few issues, I actually stopped buying it, and then I ended up getting them all, uh, I don't know, a few years ago at this point, but I haven't read them all. Um, and that is um, volume two of Uncanny X-Men from 2012. So this was the time 
Do you remember Uncanny X-Men was kind of like the last legacy numbering that they still had? Everything else they had rebooted at least once with a number yeah. one. And so they finally did Uncanny X-Men, and then they said, okay, we're going to have, I think it was Wolverine in the X-Men, and Uncanny X-Men, and, you know, a lot of other ones. So uh, this is Uncanny X-Men, and this one was... Uh, what number is this one? It's number one. Um, the 2012 Volume 2 one. Oh, okay, gotcha. So this was uh, by Kieran uh, Gillen and uh, Carlos... How do you pronounce it? Pacheco? Pacheco? Yeah. Um, so this one, this issue, this particular issue is, is... I mean, there's some action and stuff in it, but it really is like a setup for, okay, what is this going to be about? Um, and it's, it's funny reading it now after like this whole Krakoa stuff because they were also on an island here off of San Francisco called Utopia, right? That was like, I think. Oh, yeah, I remember like that. That was like an asteroid or something that they yeah, brought to that Earth. Yeah, crashed to Earth, yeah. Yeah. So this was outside of San Francisco. And, and so this is Cyclops leading a group that he, he's decided that it's going to like be. They, they, they want to. He's noticed it's, that it's very Krakowia related because it, they politically want to be their own nation. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of, and that's why it was kind of interesting to read because there's a lot of parallels going on. But at the same time, in this one, he's kind of like, we, I've noticed that, you know, of late, uh, you know, for quite a long time now, we really just fight amongst ourselves in terms of, mutants like you know we're always constantly fighting evil mutants and 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 really not moving the needle on, on the on the average human being so they really don't have a very favorable view of of mutants and what we need to do is kind of create a team that is going to be there it's kind of be we're going to be the avengers basically we're going to be the world saviors and and we're going to get people eventually the average human being to see us in a positive light, because we're not going to just keep fighting mutants all the time. It, we're gonna we're gonna be like world saviors. So, so that's that's kind of decided he's gonna be that's gonna be his mandate, and he's going to uh, he selected a group called the Extinction Team, and he calls it that because this this is the group that's gonna would prevent um, you know any type of extinction event on on Earth. I don't know if I would have necessarily called it that because it really seems like a negative connotation, but that's that's what he's calling it. And and the group is Magneto himself, Storm, Danger, that the robot. You know, yeah, that's the, the danger. danger Room. Yeah. Uh, of course, he and Emma Frost, uh, Cyclops, I mean, uh, Namor, um, Hope is he, is he date Is he dating Emma at this time? Yes. Yeah, okay. And then magic and, and Colossus and Colossus and I don't remember much about where this is coming from, but he's also being controlled uh, to some extent and has jug the juggernaut powers, but he kind of loses control if he if he lets himself become the juggernaut. Um, so Cyclops explains all of this and and says, okay, this is what we're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. So. And then we kind of had a, have a big montage of like different like the different weeks and like the first week, you know, you have the science team doing you know different stuff. You have recruits recruits rather 
um, gaining experience in San Francisco itself, you know, with with experienced um, X-Men um, patrolling with them and stuff so they can, you know, help out San Francisco as a city. Um, you have the New Mutants are, are, um, are also there, and they, I guess they're tasked to try to find Blink, who apparently is, is missing. But then they keep saying, like, extinction team, no suitable, suitable engagements, nothing's been going on. Um, so then the second week, he gets a call from, um, what's her name, Abigail Brand up in S.W.O.R.D., saying that she's got, um, that there's a Celestial um, uh, in San Francisco. It's just been standing there. Uh, the Dreaming Celestial. And um, because it comes from space, Abigail Brand's uh, sword division is, is constantly tracking it. And basically the ener- energy signature has, has gone, started to go crazy. So they go and sure enough, there's all this like energy um, coming from it. And um, the X-Lab is investigating and they're like, yeah, we don't know what's going on, but there's all this energy being dispersed and suddenly the head of the celestial comes off and transforms into um, a sinister's head and face. So uh, <clears throat> they, uh, he actually has contact, Cyclops has contact with Sinister and asks, I'm going to patch him through and I'm like, well, you know, what are you doing? And, and Sinister's like, oh, you know, we're, you, you'll see, you should be grateful that, you know, your big superhero team can, you know, uh, make, make, their, make a name for themselves here. And as Cyclops is wondering how he even knows what they're, what they're trying to do, um, the head starts uh, attacking and, and uh, attacks Cyclops and Emma, and Cyclops kind of ducks out of the way and screams out for Emma, but of course Emma's turned into her diamond shape, so she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, she contacts Namor, who's under the water in Atlantis, and saying, you know, we, we, we need your help. And so he comes out and uh, lands on the head, knocks it to the ground, starts tearing it apart. Um, now, in the meantime, the actual body, uh, the energy level is going even uh, even more uh, uh, extreme at this point. And so um, Cyclops uh, directs Colossus to uh, engage it, and uh, he a- ends up getting um, grabbed by these like little um, robots that are coming out of the Celestial and tossed uh, presumably it looks like many miles away. Uh, in the meantime, another one of those robots hits um, Emma Frost again and of course, uh, again Cyclops calls out, again Emma says, you know, please don't worry, I'm in my diamond form. And then she looks and her arm, her, her left arm is totally cracked off. And she's like, oh my god. Um, so Cyclops is freaking out and says, you know, everyone on the um, Celestial will worry about Sinister afterwards. Um, so they're all uh, t- uh, taking shots at the Celestial body. He tells Magic, go check on Colossus. <clears throat> a Magneto and Storm are up in the air, and they're like, oh, we, we can detect like electromagnetic field around it. And like, well, what's more suitable for Storm and Magneto to... Uh, uh, take care of than something like that. Um, so Magic goes uh, to Colossus and he says, I need to be the juggernaut. And so he turns into the juggernaut and, um, and yeah, like right away his, his attitude changes and he's like, you know, he says, you got to destroy everything. And he goes, he goes, the Magic goes, 
give me a portal before I snap your... And then he, he realized what he's saying, and he stopped. He goes, Snowflake, please, a portal, quickly. <laughs> so it's definitely taking control of him. Um, she ports him directly above the uh, Celestial, and he lands on it and, and basically like knocks it into thousands and thousands of pieces, if not more. And from that point, um, Magneto and Storm can kind of um, uh, scoop up all of these all of these electromagnetic um, parts. Um, Magneto um, rebuilds the Celestial, and now it's it's stabilized and is not a threat anymore, except for, of course, the head. The head is um, now missing. We, they don't know um, necessarily where uh, Sinister might have taken it, so they start looking around, and it's very easy to spot. For some reason, he's at the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco, and the head is there, and they're like, what is he doing? And they just show a, a, a little in, insert uh, panel of just Sinister's face, and he's and not even his face, from his nose down, and he's smiling. And uh, he's, he's standing right at this Palace of Fine Arts, this huge head on top of the building, and he says, you know, come see the brave new future of our world. Come, my friends, see that everything is sinister. And similar to the, that that um, that little mini that you were just reading with this, that sinister timeline, everyone walking around is in period clothes, and all, they all have, like, faces of, of sinister. So that's, that's how this one ends. Hmm. Yeah. I'm like, wow, they're really, this is a lot more like... Krakoa that I ever remembered, to be honest with you. Well, is but, Gillen um, currently a... one of the writers? Yeah, yeah isn't he? He's yeah, going, I think he is. Isn't he doing like a mortal or something like that? Yeah, so I think he's I think tapping he into his own stuff. Yeah, I, I do too, and yeah. and uh, um, honestly, like, you know, this you know, these, you know like after the first series, like all these series that came after don't last long before they reboot again. Um, so this one lasted. I'm checking right now. So issue twenty issues, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna. So that's my my task uh, next is I'm I'm gonna because like I said originally I only read like through the first nine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and read read these twenty issues again. So, so you bought them and didn't read them or what? Yeah, I bought I I had the first nine. I read those. Um, I dropped it. I just wasn't feeling it. I kept it. Wolverine and the X-Men. You dropped an X-Men? Wow. I was, I was, I know it doesn't make a difference, Mike, but I was a little bit also, what do you call it? It's not, not tired, jaded, jaded, like a little annoyed, Scott, uh, whatever. Those kind of negative connotation about the fact that they just re kept rebooting everything. I was just a little annoyed, and I'm like, you know it what? It doesn't matter. You just file it but in the, the next time, one. Like, you I'm have your uncanny next bit. Just file one after number one, number one, number. But you know what I think I'm more irritated about is everyone gets excited. Like, why are you excited? This is like the ninth number one. Who cares? I don't it think it's exciting. I think it's a jumping on point. As long as as much as it is a jumping off point. So. It really is. But but anyhow, so I bought the rest of that, and then the next volume, which I didn't buy at all, like whatever volume it was, I don't think it even lasted 20 issues. Maybe it did. But I, I bought um, that one too, and I've never read them. So I'm going to – that's my, my task. This one I actually those. thought I read because 
<clears throat> I I think I read everything beyond Cyclops dating Emma because I I love that. <laughs> I really do like that. I I like Emma with Cyclops way more than I do Emma and Jean. I, it's I definitely just, an interesting. Uh, I I, you know. I just like her. Like I, I I'm upset she's gonna be marrying Tony Stark, but I didn't like it at the time, but now in retrospect, I do. Yeah, the the third series was it actually lasted 35 issues, and that was the Brian Michael Bendis, and I just I like a lot of his solos, like his Daredevil and stuff like that, but his, yeah, team, his team stuff just don't doesn't. Like. So I have them. to do too much. I yeah, mean, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to read them now and we'll see how they go. But so that that's basically what I'm doing now, Mike, a, a, apart from reading new stuff is I'm going to read these two volumes of Uncanny. I'm also finishing up Stranger and Par- Strangers in Paradise. That those are two big soft cover omnis. I've got about two thirds left in the second omni to read and I'll be done with it. So I'm going to focus, focus my efforts on on Uncanny X-Men and Finishing Strangers in Paradise. Yeah. You're still enjoying that, Strangers in Paradise? Yeah, it's very it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um I'm I'm really like it just hit like a really big emotional um emotional issue that I just read last night and I had to like take my time like cuz it was it was like something very upsetting and significant happened and and I'm like wow so I I like finished that issue I put it down I'm going to read some more um Did tonight. you cry? No, but it was just almost like I I, I could have but I did not um it was just really I mean I don't know if you want me to tell you like I don't know if you really care what Yeah, go ahead or, and tell me I'm probably um, not going to read it so and if I do I, read it, it'll probably be like 15 years from now. So. Yeah. So, I mean, the basic storyline, it, it, there's one large thread. It's, it's these two female characters. Um, Kachu is that famous blonde girl that yeah. you know, she's, she's gay. And her best friend, Francine, um, had not been, but, you know, they were very close friends all along. And it's the will they, won't they get together as an actual couple. Yeah, like an actual, like real couple. And they and, did they uh, do it this issue? So no, um, she had been engaged with um, a, a doctor, this one guy, uh, Francine, and um, ended up she had gotten um, pregnant uh, quite a while ago in the in the, in the issues, and um, you know she's decided that she's not going to get married now just recently and stuff, and um, she went for one of her checkups and they just found out that the baby has no more heartbeat is dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just like, wow. And the, the page that now I'm getting actually emotional about it where I didn't read it uh, when I was reading it, but the one page is just so striking. I don't have it in front of me, but it's just like yeah. all these, um, scenes that she's thinking of this of the baby boy growing up and everything they were going to like experience together uh-huh. intermixed with the same present day like small panel of her just screaming crying wow that's powerful yep 
but pretty deep stuff there. It was really, yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. So there you go. Well, my <laughs> my next one is not going to make you cry. Um, okay, good. It's The Adventures of Rex the Wonder Dog, number 18. And it's a really nice copy. Like, this thing is a 10 center. It stood on the wall at my shop for at least 20 years. Nobody bought it. 20 years? And I I just started looking at it within the last year, and I I was like, number 18. And I was like, you know what? That book looks like really good shape, like incredible, like a a very fine. (laughs) I was just looking at the corners and stuff on the wall, and I was like, that looks good. And then I was looking at what he had the price on because it's been there for 20 years. And I was like, wow, that's that's highly undervalued. And I pulled the trigger and I bought it. And uh, and I, it's not that I didn't want it. I've, I've been searching for the first Detective Chimp, not knowing that this book has Detective Chimp in it. Um, so I've never read a Rex the Wonder, Wonder Dog. But it reads a lot like a Johnny Quest um, type book. Okay. He he goes on adventures with a uh, a guy that's always doing adventures. He's a major. He's a major. His name is Major Dennis. I don't know what he's a major in, but he <laughs> they, they he's flying a plane and it just starts sputtering and you know, sputter sputter sputter, and they're like wow, we're in the middle of the ocean. Where are we going to land? And he's like, see if you can spot an island or something that we can land on. And they're like, holy crap, there is nothing there. And then luckily, well, Rex is smart because he could like smell stuff like from a plane. Right. He's like tapping the soldier of the little boy. And he's like, I smell earth. And he like <laughs> taps him. And that, there's like this island that just mysteriously appeared right underneath their plane, so they land on it. And uh, Rex says he smells evil, so he like just goes off on running around and doesn't find anything. And the next morning, they, they get ready to leave, and then the island's gone. Like, it just vanished. Where did the island go? The island that they were parked on, it was no longer there. So then they find another island so they can refuel after they did repairs on the the first island and they find the natives there are all missing like they're all hiding and stuff and uh they find them later on and one of the children falls over a, a waterfall and rex has to jump in the water and save the child and the native says that they have to make these like donations to a god on the other island and they're like what island well it was the island that they were just on <laughs> so they decide to investigate along with, with follow the natives over to, to make, they're making their deposit to this God. And this major's like, this is a scam, man. The, that is no God. That's somebody playing over a microphone. <laughs> and, uh, he, he challenges the God. He's like, you guys aren't, he says, stone cannot speak. That was the voice of a man, an evil man hiding in that idol to deceive you. And then that guy's dive fools for defying me. And he pushes this gas out of his, his body and it starts to choke everybody. 
but luckily um, Rex sort of saves the day and they he shoots a couple of those guys that are on the statue and and uh, they rescue the natives and they find out these guys are wrong and they blow up the island afterwards just sends a bunch of rockets on the <laughs> island and I did forget that it, this thing had a really cool uh, public service cartoon called Buzzy Finds the Key to Success. I really like this. This is about two got two young kids, Buzzy and Wolfie, that um, try to get a job at a grocery store, and it says after hours delivery boys wanted from 4 to 6 p.m. And they both get jobs, but they have one of the kids looks really evil, like he just looks like a shyster, and the other kid's all clean cut and they have to deliver groceries. Well, one guy doesn't do his job. He's like, I don't care. You know, the, the, all the women are complaining about not getting their butter or, or something. <laughs> and the other, the other kid cares and he goes back to the store and brings them their butter. And the other kid doesn't care. He's like, you probably didn't order it. I don't care. You know, <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to wait till tomorrow. So they come in the next Saturday and, uh, the the owner's saying we won't need you after today wolfie frankly your work was not satisfactory and wolfie's like how do you do that buzzy we're fired and he's like well buzzy's not fired he's he might even get a raise so it's <laughs> like a it's like one of those service amount you work hard it's interesting cuz it's like you work hard and it'll pay off <laughs> <laughs> it's like a morale thing yeah, exactly. And then we get into the Detective Chimp story. That was it was pretty awesome. It was the first. It's the the case of Bobo's bank book. Well, Detective Chimp in this day, he's he's kind of works for a detective, an actual detective, and he doesn't have a detective hat. He doesn't talk. He's not a talking monkey. He he just has a thought bubble, so he's really smart and he can think. And after all said and done, he's like, wow, you know, people get paid to do work and you never pay me. So he 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 shows his boss, the the detective, he shows him a uh, newspaper that says weekly salaries for sheriff deputies. And he's like, ooh, 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 ah, and he's showing, <laughs> you know, he's like doing that. And he's like, wow, maybe I should pay you. Here's a dollar and I'll give you a dollar a week. And he says, maybe you should open a bank account. So this monkey goes to the bank with his with his uh, detective, and he opens a bank account, <laughs> deposits it, and every time he goes in, he deposits a dollar. So he gets up to, like, his on his fourth visit, he goes in, and he gives the stuff to his teller, and they give him a receipt, and it's his fourth visit. So he's like, well, that should be four bucks. And he's go, he goes, like, one plus one plus one plus one does not equal three. And he gave him a receipt for three. Well, it turns out the the guy gave him that for a reason because they were getting robbed. So underneath uh -huh. the counter, these guys have guns on these guys. And, and Bobo's there. He's like, oh, something's fishy there. I wonder what's going on. And he jumps over the thing. He finds out that they're being robbed. And they get away. And he actually follows them. Uh, he jumps on their car, on the roof of the car, and follows them to the middle of nowhere and then calls his detective and says, here's where I am, and they trace the call. And he ends up he ends up stopping these criminals with his detective buddy, 
and then returning the money to the bank and the bank gives him a reward and he deposits it all into the bank and he's all happy you know he's like it's like a a six hundred dollar reward he's able to to deposit into the bank yeah and then it gives a a one shot just about animal pitfalls and it's talking about oddities that they've they've that people actually reported like a fish that had an aluminum thing around its waist when they caught it. And that's just like somebody throwing an aluminum can and the fish following through it. And <laughs> it's so weird. It just has a bunch of oddities of, of things. And then uh, we get another Rex, the wonder dog. And this is the case of the missing flamingos in the Everglades. And there's a bunch of missing flamingos and the major, the kid and Rex I always like to call them like the Johnny Quest without two more people. But <laughs> <laughs> they go on a mission to find out why there's the, the the flamingos are missing. And they originally think it's because the car breaks down. They meet up a doctor, a professor friend of theirs, and uh, they uh, run into an alligator, and Rex saves the day from the alligator. But they don't think the alligator is the reason the flamingos are gone. And they find these guys that are criminals in the middle of nowhere. Well, the professor pulls a gun on them and says, well, I'm taking you back to jail. And they're like, you won't shoot the gun. You're just a professor. You're not going to shoot the gun. So he, he goes to grab his own rifle and Rex comes out, the wonder dog, and knocks him on their can and they arrest the guys. And the flamingos weren't around because these guys were hiding in the Everglades and they're scaring the flamingos. So as soon as they got these criminals captured, the flamingos came back to the Everglades. But uh, yeah, that's that was I really enjoyed this, and I'm gonna definitely get that Detective Chimp um, case files book and and it's read not through that too, right? It's a pretty yeah, it's a pretty cheap file. one, and uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the stories. <laughs> Like I, I think I enjoyed the Bobo one more than I did the, the <laughs> Rex the Wonder Dog, but they they were highly entertaining, and I if they ever collect Rex the Wonder Dog, I'd like to to read it too. Yeah, it was really good. But this is a wonderful, a wonderful book that was always on the wall and nobody wanted. And you saved it. I saved it. Yes, you did. That's cool. Very nice. I do have one more. I read. I it think a few there's days a. Ago. I think there's a jungle gym up there, but it's the oh. Dell one, so it's an earlier oh. issue than you have. Well, you got to get it. I might. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm always. If if I get there on a day that I can actually, usually I get there right before he closes and get my book and leave. Mm -hmm. But if I'm there, and I can thumb through stuff, I I will always find something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you say you got? Uh, I, I have one more. I, I read it earlier in the week, I, and I didn't take any notes, so I'll do my best. Just go. I'll just go through it briefly. But um, I was reading. Um, I don't have them in hardcover, but I've got the. I've been buying the trades as they come. The New Teen Titans um, trades, and I just read volume eight, which was. Um, Tales of the Teen Titans, uh, 50, uh, 49 to 58. I think the last issue was 58 before it went to reprints. Um, but I'm going to uh, just briefly discuss um, issue 55 of Tales of the Teen Titans. And this was Marv Wolfman and uh, Ron 
uh, at this point, George Perez said was, 50, I believe, 55? 55, yeah. Okay. Changeling against the Terminator. Um, I think George Perez was doing um, the the new um, direct-to-market uh, Teen Titans at this point. Yeah. Uh, but so they actually they did had, the same you know, thing with the outsiders at that time. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they like, like split. They split their books. Yeah. yeah, that and the Legion. And the Legion. Because Le- Legion way. went to Legions of Superheroes and Tales of Legions of Superheroes. Yeah, and then eventually they all all the newsstand ones went to reprints and. Uh, and the Deluxe Baxter stayed yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just a little bit quick background so you know what we're we're coming from and we're not just um uh starting um cold basically um uh terminator slade wilson had been arrested um and was charged uh with a bunch of deaths and stuff um this was right after um the judas contract with the death of tara and stuff like that Changeling Garfield Logan is super, super like pissed off. Um, he was in love with with Tara, even though uh, she really, legitimately was a psychopath. Um, he basically just, uh, I think, for his own state of mind, just assumes that she was poisoned by mentally poisoned, that is, by Slade Wilson, and that you know she had been a a good person that was that was turned bad by him. Um, not the case, but that's where he really, that's, that's what he's, he's managed to convince himself of. And he really, um, wanted Slade dead. Um, so much so that he actually, um, posed using the mental helmet, um, actually, uh, got people to believe that there was another Terminator running around because believe it, while, while uh, Terminator's trial was going on. Because he literally wanted Slade to get off and not be put in jail because he wanted to go. He wanted him free so he could go kill him. That's how angry Gar was. Um, he was successful in that he was found not guilty in a lot of stuff, but he was he ended up being found guilty of weapons possessions of all things because there was no doubt that he actually was carrying around weapons illegally. Um, so he was given a one-year sentence. Um, and so Gar's pretty pissed off that he's even in jail for a year. Um, so anyhow, this is where we are at this point. Um, Garfield, uh, at, at this point, is just pissed off. He's just angry. Everyone else on the Titans knows that he's angry, um, but they don't quite know why he's uh, you know, like what exactly is going on? He hasn't admitted that he was posing as the Terminator. He was shooting at the Titans and stuff, and then disappearing and getting away. Um, he he he's just acting angry, and they don't quite. He's not speaking to them really. And so, in the meantime, you see uh, Slade getting comfortable at, at this minimum security prison. Um, basically, white collar criminals, uh, first offenders, et cetera, et cetera. This is the type of prison that he's going. He's even uh, got, he's, he's even so far as got the sympathy of, of the guards um, because like, you know, he used to be in the military and, you know, he served in Vietnam and he uh, is, is, is 
you know, they, they know like a public matter of public record that like the government experimented on him. So, you know, people are like this guard, like escorting him to his, to his cell or even saying that he, that he got, you know, a bum rap and stuff like that. And, um, he's like, well, he's like my, my lawyers are working on it and they wish him good luck and everything else. So, you know, he's, he's definitely, you know, got the life here. He, he does meet with the warden. The warden says that, you know, he doesn't want any, any trouble or any surprises. And he's like, yeah, that's fine with me. He's like, you know, I'll, um, I expect to be out of here in a couple of days anyhow. Um, so he, uh, Garfield goes back home. He, he lives at the Dayton estate uh, with Steve Dayton, who is, has been mentally unstable as Mento, part of the, he was part of the Doom Patrol at some point, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he also has a drinking problem. Um, so he's not Mento now, but he does have a drinking problem. And um, earlier in court, uh, Garfield made a, made a jerk of himself by turning into all these animals and attacking um, Terminator right there in court. And that was part of his thing to try to disrupt and, and cause doubt, you know, that Terminator was actually, you know, it, it try to make it easier for Terminator to get off. Um, but nobody well, he was in love, he was in love with Tara, right? He was in love with Tara. Yeah. Yeah. He so he's, was. that's why so, he's pissed off. Yeah. He, he blames Terminator for not only for her death, <clears throat> but the fact that she was evil in the first place. Yeah. Um, so he's got everyone from, from Steve Dayton yelling at him to even his, uh, I guess I don't know who this woman, what this girl is. Her name's Jillian. I don't know if they're seeing each other, if just friends or whatever. But a girl her his age, and uh, basically, he, you know, she's upset and says that you know she's got to stop seeing him because her father, you know, heard about how he went nuts in court and stuff like that. And he basically says, well, you know, get out of here. Then I don't care. He's just angry at the world at this point. Um, and. Uh, so you know, in the meantime, Gar is is, is watching TV, and he's and there's going to be there's an interview actually with with Slade Wilson um, by Bethany Snow, and if if you're a student of Teen Titans, Bethany Snow is actually uh, a, a very popular uh, uh, news person in New York who also is a member of the of the Church of Blood. So uh, she's she's not a good guy herself, but. Um, She's interviewing and asking why the Teen Titans, you know, are, seem to be out to get them and stuff, and and they're out to get him rather. And, and Slade's so like, I, I don't think it was a personal attack. He's like, you know, I was in Vietnam. All I knew was to be a soldier, so I became a mercenary. And and uh, and she's like, oh, you're admitting you're a Terminator? He's like, she's. He's like, yeah, of course. He's like, I, it's a matter of public record that I was a Terminator, but you know, I retired several years ago. I wasn't the Terminator at the time of all these events that I was accused of, which of course is a lie, but that's what he's saying. This is just getting Gar angrier and angrier. Um, and you know, he's saying, you know, these teenagers, you know, Teen Titans are just—they made the wrong assumption. They—they they thought it was me, and you know, they're very. No, teenagers are irresponsible in the first place. He points to uh, low, you know, Gar's conduct in the court and stuff, and he's like, you know, the fact that they got superpowers makes it even more dangerous, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, Gar's getting pissed off. He he ends up grabbing his chair and smashing it right into the TV, and she, he knows that that Bethany Snow is it works with Baron Blood too. So, so he's like pissed off, she's setting up the Titans, and on top of it, getting. Terminator involved, which makes him even angrier. So he, he flies off 
he, he's like, I'm, I'm doing something about this now. He, he flies off right to the, to the prison, uh, transforms uh, into a flying squirrel, and uh, manages to sneak into the prison and is crawling above uh, the Terminator as Terminator's talking to his, uh, actually talking to Wintergreen, and Wintergreen was talking to the um, lawyers and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't have anything to worry about. Um, you'll be out by tomorrow. So, um, because he's got, you know, he had done work for senators and stuff like that, and they're calling in favors, and he's going to be out. Um, so, Gar's just, he's like, forget about it. You're not going anywhere. So that night, suddenly uh, in the prison cell, uh, Slade goes to sleep, and he gets a rude awakening by Gar telling him to wake up. It's like, I want to kill you. He turns into a rhino and uh, runs right at um, Slade. Slade gets, you know, gets out of the way, dodges it, and um, they they continue to fight until... Um, Gar, as the rhino, actually goes through the door because the door is, again, it's a minimum security prison. It's not, it's not barred, um, uh, barred doors, uh, cell doors. There, It's like a wooden locked door. So uh, he goes right through the wooden door, changes uh, into, a, into a tiger at some point, pounces on him. Um, Terminator ducks out of the way, starts running. Um, they get out into the open uh, courtyard, and... Um, and that's uh, Terminator's plan, because he's like, he's, I got to show myself because, you know, if if he's out in public, then maybe, you know, he's going to stop trying to trying to kill me. So as soon as he's out in public, the you know, lights go on until <clears throat> Slade to halt. Garfield um, changes before he, he, he leaves the actual prison uh, into a fly uh, and, you know, whispers to him that, you know, you're a dead man. I'll see you soon. And flies away, and so uh, Terminator's like, "Listen, he's like, this wasn't me. Take a look at my cell." And 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 they see that it's just totally, totally destroyed. He's like, "Yeah, somebody's after me." And uh, they say, "Okay, well, you know what? You've got some friends in high places because you've just been set free. You're you're free to go." Winter Green picks him up, and uh, you know, Slade says, "You know, the kid blames me for." Uh, for Tara's death, and you know it's funny because she hated me almost as much as she hated the Teen Titans. Um, you know, I, I played on her sickness, but she was insane well before I ever got a hold of her. Um, and he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go. I'm going to return to Africa. And um, there's a whole montage of of Garfield just you know feeling sorry for himself and stuff. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I just gotta. I gotta. I got to do something. I can't get past this. So he writes a, a letter to Terminator and is like, it's just the two of us, you know, um, it's like, he, he, he tells him to go to this out of the way location. And, um, you know, I want to kill the Terminator. Let's get this over with. So Terminator, um, actually believe it or not, says, you know what? I, I I'm, I'm going to meet him. He's like, you know, and Winogrin's like, come on, let's just go to Africa. He's like, no, I'm going to, I got to deal with this one, one way or the other. So he pays his respects to his, his dead son at the, at the cemetery. Um, same time Gar is at the cemetery too. And just thinking about all the people that, I mean, he's lost everyone in his life, right? Is, is joking as he normally is. He's lost his parents. He's lost the entire doom patrol at this point. They're all dead. 
um, and now he's lost Tara. So it, he, he's, he, he, they pretty much both are like, they, they don't care about life anymore. So uh, they meet up just as expected. Um, Gar is, is a vulture uh, flying, and, and he sees the figure down below. It's like, Terminator, I've been waiting for this. You know, I wanted to kill you. And just at the last second, he avoids Terminator's face because now he's, he's like, I told you I want to kill the Terminator. It's like, it's the Terminator I want to kill. And, and it, now you see, because he's, he's, been ch- he's been in shadows, Slade's not in his outfit. He's just in, in jeans and a, and a short sleeve shirt. And he's like, come on. He's like, you, you, you're getting me. He's like, this is me. Um, it's not the costume that you hate. It's, it's me. And uh, he's like, fine. He's like, you want to do this? Then, then, then I'm going to kill you. So he flies with his talons right at his face. And Slade's not moving. And he's like, kind of, he's like egging him on. He's like, fight back, fight back. And just at the last second, he turns back into himself. And he realizes that he, he can't kill him. And he just falls down and he's just crying. And, you know, uh, Slade is like, it's over. We both know it. And like, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't kill me. And, uh, Gar's like, well, why, you know, why did you attack us? And he starts to explain about his son and how his son took a contract with Hive and he, you know, was obligated to finish the contract and he's like, I didn't, you know, care about you one way or the other. He's like, I just needed to fill that out this contract. And um, believe it or not, they're sitting there talking, and Slade says, "Come on, like, you know, let's finish our talk uh, and let's get a coffee or something." They literally go to a diner, the two of them, and totally talk it out. And and really in anyone else like writing this, it could have been so unbelievable or cheesy or stupid, but Marv Wolfman, he totally, like he knew these characters and like this whole conversation, they're like learning to get past this and it's totally believable. And to the point where like Slade is actually, he's like, listen, he's like tarot, like, I think she was drawn to me because of how I am, but she's like, uh, she was, she was horrible. She's a hor- she was a horrible person. And, and it, I, I think he, and he really, it, he's denying it, Gar's denying it, but finally he really understands that, yes, Tara was crazy. And, and, um, you, you know, it wasn't, Terminator was, is a bad guy, but he, he's not, he didn't, he didn't actually, he didn't kill Tara. He didn't cause Tara to go bad. She was always that way. Um, and he finally gets him uh, to realize that. And then the one thing, like in this, and I don't know that they would ever go there in, in nowadays, but if you remember those stories back then, um, finally they're pretty much done talking and, and Gargo Slade, did you ever make love to Tara? And he's just sitting there quiet. He doesn't sit. He's not saying anything. There's a panel of them just staring at each other. And then the next, the next panel is like, and he says, would, it, would, would that have made any difference? And that's and not Gar denying said, it. I, or I guess not. And, and that's it. Yeah. So 
that's a yes, right? We know yeah. that that's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that she's so, a child. She's that's a, the thing. I think she was 15, maybe. Yeah. Right? 14, 15. 16 he, at the ma- latest. At the latest. And he's an old man. Yeah. Um, so, so anyhow, they finish talking and they go their separate ways. And, and, and Terminator thinks at this point, which is, you know, funny in retrospect, but he thinks at this point, he's like, well, I'm going to, me and Wintergreen are going to, to Africa now. It's very doubtful that we'll ever interact or ever see the Titans ever again. <laughs> so of course, couldn't have been further from the truth. But at, at that point, it was just so amazingly marvelable. And like at this time, it just incredible. The writing in this is absolutely incredible. And I said the same thing on Twitter with that with the wedding issue with um, when, when Donna Troy got married, it's like, there's no fighting in it. There's no conflict in it. It's pure characterization. And he knows every one of those characters and exactly how they, how they act, you know, just beautiful. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, it was a pretty cool issue. Yeah. That's, that's, that's always good to revisit that stuff. Oh, right. God, so good. So yeah. good. You got anything else? Uh, just one more, and I'm gonna do like a lightning uh, round on it. I uh, also got this one off the Twitter auction, but it uh, it was a uh, Captain Savage and his Leatherneck Raiders number two. <laughs> okay, yeah. He um, this cover is really good. Like I really like this cover. It uh, has Baron Strucker on the cover, and Hydra in the middle, and then it's got Captain Savage on the the left with his Leatherneck Raiders, and then on the right you see the Samurai Squad. <clears throat> the general premise of this is they they actually have a lieutenant in, on the Leatherneck Raiders called Ben Grimm. <laughs> really? I don't remember <laughs> that, is, uh, but I only have like one or two of those issues. Very right? odd. There's a yeah. Sergeant Yates, and there's a Little Bear, who's the, the Indian, and Ben Grimm is sort of the pilot, which is interesting, right? Did they ever make it like? Did they ever go back and say that like he was somehow they were somehow related to to the thing? Ben I Grimm? have no idea because this is the first time I've read it. I yeah. I, I haven't read a uh, Captain Savage. There, it's kind of a, a very bland. Like I always thought the Mar- <laughs> the Marvel. War heroes are so bland compared to the the DC. the DC one. Like the DC one, it's like they they have all the personality. Like they do. They're these ones. They're just so flat. Like the yeah. characters are so flat. They're not as entertaining. Um, the circumstances are nice. The art is nice. The it was by Gary Friedrich with Dick Ayers doing the art. Another spinoff from Sergeant Fury, the Howling Commandos. Um. This this featured the uh, submarines that were missing, like U.S. submarines were missing near the Australian uh, sea, and uh, they were like, "I'm gonna send you guys, you know, Captain Savage and his Marines." And Captain Savage, they keep poking at that Captain Savage is in the Navy, and the rest are Marines, like, mm. <clears throat> which really the Navy. The Marines are a substandard, you know, there's something underneath the uh, Navy. Right. But they brought him in 
as a Navy guy into the Marines, so they're always giving him shit, right? <laughs> like you're you're not a real Marine, you know? Yeah, yeah. But but he's whatever he's assigned to go do this mission, so he does, and they park their sub and do their frogman thing and go out to an island and uh that island is sort of controlled by baron strucker they don't know this at the time they think they're fighting the japanese of course they don't call them politically correct names in the comic book but they um they're they're the japanese are parking their submarine on the other side of the island and they think they're going to run into americans and Baron Strucker is there to try to lead these guys to destroy themselves and then steal whatever information they have from for Hydra. So he drops all of the Leathernecks and the Samurai Squad into like this fight zone where they can fight and leaves the two leaders so they can fight. But the enemy of the enemy is my friend and it looks like they're going to join joined to actually fight Baron Strucker, but that's kind of how it ends. They they look like it looks like a disaster from our hero's point of view, but it looks like they're gonna team on both sides to take down Baron Strucker. Which I think this is like his one of his earlier appearances. He appeared in Sergeant Fury before. But it sounds like Strucker whatever he did pissed off Hitler. So that that's kind of interesting in itself because <laughs> I never I never paid attention to the origins of Hydra and how they related to the Nazis, you know. Right. <clears throat> Cuz that's how the cinematic universe does things is they that's their version of the Nazis is Hydra. Exactly. Yeah. Well, why is that? You don't want to offend any real Nazis? They, I, I don't know. There's, there's a weird thing with the Nazis where they don't like to do stuff with them. Yeah, I think that's odd. It's weird, yeah. I, I don't know why. I, I know with comic books they can't sell them in Germany like it's outlawed, so they don't. True. They can't. I don't know how much of the market matters there, but they do that with DC now too. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't. I don't know what it is. Like, why did why did we not see any comic books, war comics with 1940s stuff? You know. I don't. Have no idea. Yeah, I mean, if there's, if there's ever, the perfect villains, right? Yeah. You could ever think of from real life. They're they're the ones. Like it's so easy. Yeah, there's that that new movie that does portray Nazis, um, but I don't think it's an American-made film. Um, God, I forget what it's called. But uh, that's crazy. That's about like a a Swedish warrior that the Nazis pick on, and then he he goes out and slaughters them all. What is that? Um, it was at the theaters for a while. It was like a an overseas hit, and it played for a few weeks. At was the it, wait, I think I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it, though. I see it. You can stream it. I don't know if it's free or not, but is it like Sisu or Siso? Yeah, Siso. Yeah, okay. that's what it's called. Okay, then I'll have to check that out. I, I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, that's pretty. It's an awesome movie. Went to the theater to see it. 
That's so cool. that's all I had. Oh, okay. That's what it. What do you got planned for today? Well, Stacy left me a message that apparently we're going to my parents later for a quick visit. Oh. I, I don't. I, I'm that not ought sure to be what, fun. What, yeah, but that's it. But that's pretty much all we have going on. I told you on Tuesday we're going to go see uh, the Indiana Jones movie, but for today we really don't have a lot. Oh, I we started watching Attack of the Clones with the kids yesterday, yeah. but we started very late, so we only got about an hour in. So we got to finish that tonight before they go to bed. Ah, we're getting them caught up on all the um, all the all the Star Wars movies. They've seen four, five, and six. If they like uh, Attack they of the Clones, you ought to show them the cartoon. They they might the take Clone off Wars? on the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I you might even it. get you might even get into it. Yeah, I haven't seen it myself. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. especially if you get into like as far as season two, you realize how how much there is. Like, there's just so much story content and build up that plays into the live action um you know tv shows and movies mm, so mm-hmm. they build yeah. like all that stuff is canon so they build on it wow <clears throat> yeah that's really good stuff you know um and i'm not into like animation as much as a lot yeah, of people but i i, I did yeah. just embrace this stuff and oh, that's, the designs that's cool. and stuff i'm glad i did because I get so much out of Mandalorian and other stuff that I there's so much Easter eggs that come from Clone Wars and I wouldn't get it if I <laughs> if I didn't watch it. Yeah. You know we uh me and Stacy just started watching we're about uh maybe about halfway done. Um we were behind and we just decided to pick it up was um Andor. Have you seen Andor? Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, it's great so far. Yeah, it's like a a high, uh, heist type uh Star Wars thing. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm re- we're really well. I, I'm really enjoying it. I think Stacy thinks it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm I'm really loving it. We that was one that we just for whatever reason we just didn't get to at the time. And then as it was, you know, I'm, since then there's been other ones that came out that we just keep watching, and that one kind of fell by the wayside. So I'm like, let's go back yeah. and watch. Yeah, it's really and then Barb and I are watching a show called Plutonic. It's pretty good. Oh, what's that on? It's on Apple. Oh, okay. We don't. I don't have Apple. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of Apple shows. We're watching Hijack and and Plutonic because we bought it to to finish the Ted Lasso. Yeah, we, I will go back to it because we only saw the first season of Ted so Lasso. I really but. will say that. I don't know who like their execs are at Apple, but from what I've seen, they're just do quality stuff. Like it's just a, a level of quality that you don't see. They seem to do quality places. over quantity. They don't have a ton of. Yeah, it's stuff, not a but... it's not a ton of stuff, but if you want to you know do like a a marathon of one month and pay a monthly, you know like. I'm just gonna watch a bunch of shows on Apple for one month, and that's yeah. the way to go. And then and it's catch not up. And then expensive either, right? Oh what yeah, it's like pretty cheap. Yeah, it's like yeah. five ninety nine or something. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cheap. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Hijack is pretty good. That has Idris Elba. Mm. It's about an airplane thing. It's a series. And we're caught up on that, but 
we're waiting for new episodes. I'll probably wait until I get like a new phone or something like that. They usually give you a few uh, months for free. Yeah, Verizon. That's how we got Apple the first time. Yeah, and, I did and what, too, what I we did, we did it through our Verizon plan. Watched the t- first two seasons of Ted Lasso, <laughs> and, and then as soon as it ended, when, when our plan ended, I canceled it, and then. I, I saw that the new season of the th- third season of Ted Lasso was out and I was like, I got to watch it. <laughs> but, but, I, but I waited for the season to finish. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then signed up for it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We, um, so I got those, that those three months, um, and I think it was like three or something like that and didn't watch a lot. And then they offered, I found out like a year later that, because I had a PlayStation five, I got a PlayStation five mm-hmm. that they offered six months for free. So that's when we started watching Ted Lasso, a couple other things. And then that just expired, uh, uh just a couple months ago. So we got to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we can, uh, wrap this one up. You can reach Rob at Rob Krieger. At yep. uh, Twitter, I'm at Mike Myers Brunch. You can find us at geekbrunchpodcast.com and on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button. Hopefully, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, at God least willing. A, a, a subset of us will be back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, if I'm not around, I hope somebody that has a recorder is around so that you could, they could do the show without me but well i know joe has it yeah joe and chris Chris does so i mean it's everyone but me so yeah it's not like i'm gonna be doing it by myself so yeah so in any, any hopefully any the, the show will go okay. on because i do think in two weeks i'll be back in albuquerque for a funeral so oh i'm um, sorry oh what is that from yeah from my father-in-law yeah yeah oh, we're sorry. gonna go back for the actual ceremony it takes a while to for all the process. I didn't realize how long it took, but wow. if you're going to be at the veteran um, park in Santa Fe, there's there's a processing of two to three weeks, and then there was a two week process for cremation too. So wow. it takes a while to get cremated. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, so there, there there's a lot of time that actually happens that I didn't realize. I thought. I thought you got cremated pretty quickly. Yeah, me too. I can understand the veteran stuff because they have to get a place for you and they have to get the bugle players and the guys who are going to do the salute and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yep. So well, yeah, so I can talk to Joe. Um, yeah, see if you guys can do it in two weeks. See if Chris is is interested or not and then we'll yeah in two weeks actually i might be here in two weeks it's the week after okay we'll see how it goes but either way we'll see what we can do yeah all right take care and we'll talk to you soon yeah have a have a great rest of your weekend i guess the rest of the day yep i will (laughs) okay all right see ya bye bye